Welcome to Walkinverse. We're going to expose tyranny and share the truth. So sit back and enjoy the ride. I always find it interesting how these global elitists and the World Economic Forum always tells you what they're going to do before they actually do it. And in this report we're going to cover, titled The Global Risk Report of 2023, they rank the risk by severity, risk in which they planned out. They have cancer and death, which we all know is from the shot, civil wars through economic collapse, which is the next one, collapse of society, cost of living will become an issue, cybercrime on the rise, well, of course, that's from Davos and Klaus Schwab, digital services restricted, censorship, high debt, housing market crash, massive illegal immigration, massive unemployment, we'll get to that later, but it's AI, more censorship, natural disasters and extreme weather, which we know is harp or controlled by the military, which we'll get to that as well, a natural resource crisis, pandemics, suicides, terrorism, and war. The first item on their hit list is to create a natural resource shortage. And the WF is hell-bent on it. They will remove everything we need to live. For example, they're going to destroy water, air, coal, natural gas, oil, sunlight, vegetation, animal life, metals such as gold, silver, and copper, wood, and whatever else is needed for human life. Quote, natural resources shortages by 2030. However, shortages in water and metals and minerals cannot be avoided. End quote. And then on page 57, quote, demand for food, water, and critical metals and minerals is escalating. This reflects a range of factors, including continued population growth, page 57, end quote. All this document of the WEF is, their global risk report of 2023, is propaganda. They need this to make you believe there's an overpopulation problem in order to push their narratives. They need this to make you believe that the world cannot exist because of a climate change that doesn't exist, one that they manufactured. And that's a fact, by the way. You can look that up. And I'll get to that later when we talk about weather modification briefly. Regardless to say, they are planning to erase a large part of society in the U.S. and in Europe through one of the five stages of genocide. By 2025, they predict the United States to decline to 99 million from 300. And I need you to remember that date of 2025 because a lot of events you're going to hear over the next few years circle around that actual year. From the Degel report, which you can't get anymore because it's been removed, it states that the Western success model has been built over societies with no resilience that can barely withstand any hardship, even a low-intensity one. It was assumed, but we got the full confirmation beyond any doubt. It's funny how in that article from 2021, this paper from 2023 states the exact same thing on the U.S. collapsing. Number two, they claim the COVID crisis will be used to extend the life of a dying economic system through the so-called Great Reset, end quote. One thing you must remember is that famines have been used by tyrants throughout the ages for complete and total control. For an example, I'm going to quote four points out of a book by Daniel Jonah Goldhagen, and it's called Genocide Worse Than War. He states a few interesting facts. One, since the 20th century, mass annihilation has been going on. 
With planned famine, 127 million people have been murdered, which is a rate of 1 out of 25 people. That's on page 50. In Nigeria, between 67 and 1970, that's a three-year span, over 1 million people have been murdered through engineered starvation. Think about that. Purposely starved out people, even though they had the food, the government had the food, they chose to kill people in order to make sure that their agenda was met. Number three, from 1958 to 1961, when China wanted to transform the society and their culture in a very quick manner, they used plan starvation and famines. That was called the Great Leap Forward. And if you read about that, it was horrific. People ate people. They ate children because there was no food. Yet, the tyrant Mao had the food stored away. So there was no lack thereof, except for a manufactured one. And then in North Korea, they erased 3.5 million people between 1995 and 1998 with, again, an orchestrated famine. But unfortunately for us, the World Economic Forum, with Klaus, Bill Gates, and whoever else is involved, have a much more nefarious plan set. Not only are they going to destroy our food supply, they're also going to destroy our energy. They're calling for, quote-unquote, planned energy crisis. And what do I mean by that? Well, forced blackouts, power grid attacks. So again, you can see that this document that was written in 2023 is now calling out things that they are planning to do and will execute. They're also now calling for a terror attack, which is what happened in Vegas with the vehicle that smashed through the gates. And I talked about that in my previous podcast, so check that one out. That was episode one for this year. Quote, energy shortages as a result of supplier shutoff or natural, accidental, or intentional damage to pipelines and energy grids could cause widespread blackouts and fatalities if combined with seasonal extreme weather. There is also a material possibility of a global food supply crisis occurring in 2023. And quote, page 17. So not only are they telling you they're going to take out the energy, they're also going to take out the food this year, 2023, which goes into the manufactured food shortages coming our way. And of course, they're going to blame the entire scenario on what? Climate change. Because they need that lie in order to push the agenda to get everybody in enough fear to buy off on it. What does that mean? It means no more natural resources except for the synthetic crap that billionaires are making for you to eat. Also, to help with the manufactured food shortages will be job loss and, of course, more natural disasters. Quote, and this is from page 8. Without significant policy change or investment, the interplay between climate change impacts, biodiversity loss, food security, and natural resource consumption will accelerate ecosystem collapse. And quote. Again, Natural disasters are based on weather. And what I find interesting is that the United States military is planning to do what? Control the weather 100% by 2025. And I'll get to more on that in a minute. They also claim there will be more natural disasters. Again, they're manufactured. I, I keep using the word manufactured because I need everybody to remember this is planned. It's all orchestrated for our demise. Because people refuse to stand up and take a hard position against this nonsense. People comply when they should not. Now, on page 22, they tell you exactly what's going to happen. They say, quote, natural disasters and extreme weather events was considered the second most severe risk over the next two years. How do they know that? Unless, of course, they're seeding the clouds and they have technology to flip it, which they actually do. They continue on on page 22 and say this, as floods Heat waves, droughts, and other extreme weather events become more severe and frequent. 
A wider set of populations will be affected, end quote. So as you see, they tell you up front exactly what they're going to do. They don't hide anything anymore. Everything is out in the open. Now, back on the point about weather control in the military, I now want you to listen to Dr. Ilya Sander-Pelangeri talk about how the U.S. military will control weather by 2025. And on top of that, they spray toxins on U.S. citizens, which we call chemtrails. It's interesting. Here, take a listen to this. In the 20th century, clouds were seeded by numerous countries around the globe with various chemicals to produce rain. China was just doing this over the summer in Beijing to make sure that there weren't any uh, rain, that there wasn't any rain during the Olympics. But all this has changed dramatically with the U.S. military's secretive research and plans to control the planet's natural weather. The Air Force is on record as saying, quote, they want to control the weather by 2025, and we are not talking about just seeding the clouds for rain. Weather modification means, quote, any activity performed with the intention of producing artificial changes in the composition, behavior, or dynamics of the atmosphere, unquote. And as of April this year, there are more than 150 different weather modification programs around the world. Since about 2000, the Department of Defense and the Department of Energy have been spraying the entire United States sky with a toxic brew of chemicals and other biologic agents. Military and some commercial jets have been fitted with huge barrels of at least 49 different kinds of documented chemical poisons. Among other documented ingredients in this toxic man-made clouds are, path are pathogenic molds, fungi, weaponized viruses and made in some places like uh, the secret site at Fort Detrick, Maryland, which is supposed to be a cancer site. But there are a number of scholars and professors tracking this that have big questions about this. Barium and nanoalumin particles. What do these do to the human body? And that question she asked every single reporter in the world should be asking it. Barium and aluminum, not including the other 49 different types of chemical poisons which are spraying on us daily. But with that being said, let's listen to her explain what barium and aluminum does, as well as some other facts about the aluminum in the chemtrails when it hits the earth. Take a listen. Barium is an alkaline earth mineral. It was discovered in 1774. At low doses, it can act as a muscle stimulant. At high doses, it detrimentally affects the heart and the nervous system. Barium is toxic to all mammals, and that means not just humans. Aluminum, which is the most abundant metal in the earth's crust, is known to diminish kidney function and destroy brain cells and cognitive function. Just think about it. Just between the aluminum and the mercury that we're breathing all the time, we've got already a serious issue about uh, brain function and cognitive function. There is also documented evidence that the aluminum in chemtrails is released as nanoparticles and that when they reach the earth environment for wildlife in lakes and streams, it's causing serious uh, problems with wildlife there. Researchers are also finding that nanoparticles interfere with the growth of plants. Nanotechnology is totally unre unregulated. Just this past uh, month, a uh, new research 
report uh, came out uh, showing and documenting for the first time that these nanoparticles actually go through the skin. Well, if you breathe them, whether they go through the skin or whether you're inhaling them, it's still a problem, a serious problem. And as you can see, these chemicals that they spray on us is killing us. And if you don't go along with their climate change lie, then they're going to do what they do best, destroy the food supply and decimate the economy. Right now, they're planning on removing all paper money to force people into digital. And if they do that, and if you comply with it, what it means is there's no more freedom for any person on planet Earth, period. Those who dissent will be labeled a terrorist and targeted as the blame. The worst part about this nonsense, they plan to carry this on for the next 10 years. Quote, governments and central banks could face stubborn inflationary pressures over the next two years, not least given the potential for a prolonged war in Ukraine. Now you know why you're at war with Ukraine for digital currency. Continued bottlenecks from a lingering pandemic. You see what I'm saying here? It's ongoing. They're not going to stop. And economic warfare spurring supply chain decoupling, end quote, page seven. They're going for the food, folks. Make no mistake about it. And they're not going to stop because they learned during the COVID experiment, people would just comply and not stand up. How many people do you know actually said no? How many people did you know did not wear a mask, did not take the shot, stood up and lost their job over it because they wouldn't take it? How many people do you know? Exactly. Probably not that many. The ones that did, I applaud them. They're also going to plan a living increase, which means they're going to force the world into poverty, where only the elite have the means for survival, but us have nothing. Quote, Cost of living crisis is ranked as the most severe global risk over the next two years, peaking it in the short term. Biodiversity loss and economic collapse is viewed as one of the fastest deteriorating global risks over the next decade, that's 10 years. And all six environmental risks feature in the top 10 risks over the next 10 years. Now, if you didn't understand what the word biodiversity loss means, what that means is they're going to wipe out a species completely. So certain species that are required to produce natural food, they're going to kill it. One example is the USDA recently gave the okay to vaccinate bees. But the worst part about that vaccination of bees is that they never used it before on them, just like the COVID mRNA vaccine where you're seeing people now have myocarditis and dying. But because the vaccine is not considered GMO, they can use it in organic agriculture, which means if you actually eat honey, it can have terrible effects on you. So if you believe that life was bad with Bill Gates and his backed mRNA injections, wait until they start attacking species on the planet that we need for our survival. And then on top of all of that, on top of taking out the species, the biodiversity nonsense, on top of the planned increase of living costs, they also say, quote, there'll be widespread cybercrime and cyber insecurity and large-scale involuntary migration, illegal immigration. It's on page seven. You're going to see a lot more of that. So you're going to expect to see expenses go through the roof due to manufactured famines, energy crisis, cybercrime, and more illegal aliens breaching your borders in order to collapse your society. And all of this is set to hit when? In 2023. It's crazy, I know. Now they've taken out the food, natural resources, supply, everything. But the next thing they want to hit is to destroy the job market with AI. Because AI will thrive, they say, to destroy white and blue-collar jobs. What this means is when corporations and government come together is fascism. So fascism will take hold and become the new rule of law 
across the world with their one-world government nonsense. We already see AI taking over jobs in writing, for example. Go on Instagram. Look at some of the ads you're seeing, how AI now can replace the content creators, create emails for you, uh, create descriptions for your products online, et cetera, et cetera. That is a huge market that is wiping out. But it's more than that. This is just the beginning. This is the training of the AI models. Quote, the tech sector will be among the central target of stronger industrial policies and enhanced state intervention. Spurred by state aid and military expenditures, as well as private investment, research and development into emerging technologies will continue at pace over the next decade, yielding advancements in AI, quantum computing, and biotechnology, CRISPR, mRNA, etc., among other technologies. For countries that can't afford it, these technologies will provide partial solutions to a range of emerging crises, from addressing new health threats, more disease, and a crunch in healthcare capacity to scaling food security and climate mitigation. Interesting, right? For those that cannot, inequality and divergence will grow. In all economies, these technologies also bring risk from widening misinformation and disinformation to unmanageable rapid churn in both blue and white collar jobs, page eight. So basically, they're going to wipe out your job, period, because you will own nothing and like it. It's happening because, again, I'm going to say it over and over, people will not take a hard stand and say no more. Just don't comply. It's that easy. Really, how hard is that? Just say no. In addition to that, they're also going to force civil unrest. They're going to try to push citizens into a civil war. Remember January 6th in a manufactured coup d'etat by the DNC and federal agencies? Now picture that same scenario at massive scale. Quote, associated social unrest and political instability will not be contained to emerging markets as economic pressure continue to hollow out the middle income bracket, end quote. They're going to wipe out the middle class, which means people are going to get really ticked off. And uh, when you need a loaf of bread and you can't afford it, what do you think is going to happen? You saw it with toilet paper, remember? Then after all that, expect a lot more censorship. There's AI now coming out from Google that will help fight, quote unquote, non-government sponsored misinformation. So if anybody speaks the truth or a, or a narrative doesn't align with them, it will be censored. They will restrict all commentary and opinions that do not align with their agendas because the government and big tech are in bed to control all your access. Again, fascism, remember that. We're no longer a free society. We're becoming a fascist country. And if we do not speak in agreement with these people, we will be locked out of our accounts, out of the internet, and all social channels. Quote, page 24, by the way. So quote, Misinformation and disinformation are together a potential accelerant to the erosion of social cohesion as well as a consequence. Again, where's this coming from? It's coming from them. The feds, the DNC, the different governments of the world, the Bill Gates, the Klaus Schwab, they're the ones pushing propaganda. We're the ones exposing it, but yet we're the ones now that need to be silenced? Of course we do, because when a free people can speak, a dictator can't control. Let me continue on. Quote, with the potential to destabilize trust in information and political pressure, it has become a prominent tool for geopolitical agents to propagate extremist beliefs and sway elections through social media echo chambers. Who the hell did that? Who swayed the U.S. elections? The United States did. The DNC did. With the help of big tech, Twitter, Google, and everybody else. They swayed it. They caused it. Same as another country that did the exact same thing. They... Our government has done color revolutions in other countries all the time to sway elections, but yet they want to silence anybody who refuses to go along with their agenda. 
what this is actually called is gaslighting 101. Gaslighting is a psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes a victim to question the validity of their own thoughts. Isn't that what the mainstream media does? They make you question what you think. They also make you question perception of reality or memories that typically leads to loss or confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and a dependency on the perpetrator. Isn't that what we're hearing now? You can trust us. You can trust the government. You can trust big tech. Listen to us. We're not going to lie to you. We're the only ones with the truth. Nobody else has it. So therefore, we must silence them so you can listen to us. Big Pharma, take the shot. It's good for you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're also going to force everybody into digital. Even though they'll use actors to breach accounts, probably feds, there'll be no more privacy or freedom anywhere. Quote, digital tools, increasingly sophisticated AI applications, interoperable edge computing, and the Internet of Things, IoT devices, autonomous technologies, underpin the function of cities and critical infrastructures today and will play a key role in developing resilient solutions for tomorrow's crisis, basically complete control of everything that you do. Quote, yet these developments also give rise to new challenges for states trying to manage the existing physical world and the rapidly expanding digital domain. So basically, they want you only nothing to put you into the metaverse and take you out of the universe. You get that? No more walks in nature, no more walks in the park, because the smart city will have everything that you need. The smart city is your new god, right? That's on page 42. Oh, and by the way, the link to this article will be in the description to the actual PDF, so you can read it for yourself. It's about 90 pages or so, I believe. Let me continue on. Quote, automated AI-based tools such as chatbots collect a wide amount of personal data to function effectively. That's called data mining. That's called building models. Every time you feed Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, oh gosh, pick your poison, you're feeding this monster to basically take away your rights and strip away your free speech. So I recommend stop doing it. What you need to understand is AI is going to destroy humanity if we don't stop it. And with the World Economic Forum's goal of own nothing to love it, this is their number one tool to make that vision a global reality. And along with AI comes what? The removal of all your rights. Your privacy will be restricted to the level of the movie you know, uh, 1984, and that's nothing compared to what they have planned. Because everything you do will be tracked without your consent. You'll be forced to use biometrics to move around in society. You won't have access to society, period. If you don't have a pass, you can't enter buildings, apartments, elevators, you can't get gas, you can't go to the store, you can't get money out of the bank, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they even tell you that Individuals, quote, individuals will be targeted and monitored by the public and private sector to an unprecedented degree, often without adequate consent or the ability to be anonymous. Because surveillance technologies are becoming increasingly sophisticated through new technologies and techniques for gathering and analyzing data, end quote, page 43. And with all this restriction comes hyper surveillance. On page 43, it reminds me of the Minority Report. They say here that, quote, concerns also extend to the use of biometric technologies to analyze emotions. So now, and that's on page 43. Now, if you're upset about something, what, you're going to kill somebody or you're off the deep end, they can have you arrested. This is where this is going. They continue and say this, quote, the mass move to home working during the pandemic has led to tracking of workers through cameras, keystroke monitoring, productivity, software, and auto recording. So basically, what that means is while you're working at home on your corporate computer with the camera turned on, 
even with it turned off, you think they've been tracking everything. They've been listening, viewing, everything you type into your keyboard, they've been tracking it. And yeah, they actually do that. And they continue on and say that the practices are permitted under data protection legislation in certain circumstances, but which collect deeper and more sensitive data than previous mechanism, end quote, page 43. Again, you have to remember, these people always show you what they're going to do before they do it. And one question I have, why do you think they needed a pandemic to scare people into wearing face masks? Why do you think that was? It's because they had to train their AI models to guarantee that you could not evade the system right now, or maybe not right now anymore, but there is an issue with trying to do facial recognition when people wear masks. So what's the best way to train AI models? Force everybody to wear a mask because of a quote-unquote pandemic. It's a perfect scenario. And so with your mask on, they train the AI to read the human face. So take a listen to this. The pandemic has upended life across the world, changing the way we operate day to day. Facial recognition software is experiencing disruptions as well. The wearing of face masks during the coronavirus pandemic has created a new challenge for the AI software by hindering the ability of the technology to read the human face. What better way for surveillance than to push a false narrative on how masks work for your safety? When we know, when we knew all along they never worked, it's all optics for control. If you don't believe me, listen to Anthony Fauci tell you from his own mouth. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them. And there you have it. They don't work. So the bottom line is take off your damn mask. It's ridiculous. Take up, Stop driving in the car by yourself with a mask on. Stop wearing them. They don't offer any benefit whatsoever except to make you think it works, to make you think it'll make you feel better when it doesn't actually hurt your health. If you do your research on 1918 Spanish flu, you're going to realize that the flu didn't cause death. Something else did. And it was a double ammonia bacterial infection. And if you visit my site, again, it's in the description below, you can read up on that. Just look for the 1918 Spanish flu and also look up for the Rockefellers. Search on those two key things. You'll find a lot of articles and videos on this exact topic. With that being said, it doesn't matter if the masks work or do not work because people prefer to be controlled than live with the responsibility of freedom. And soon, everything we say, think, do, will become tracked by the government. And how? Because of willful consent. Quote, as our lives become increasingly digitized over the next decade, our everyday experience will be recorded and commodified through internet-enabled devices. More intelligent infrastructure in smart cities, a passive, persuasive, and persistent form of networked observations they're already being used to create targeted profiles. This pattern will only be enhanced by the metaverse, which could collect and track even more sensitive data, including facial expressions, gait, vital signals, brainwave patterns, and vocal inflections. And quote, page 44. So if you don't opt out now or start saying no, life as you know it is completely over. 
Yeah, you may think I'm overreacting, but I'm not. I can see where it's going. And if you really open your eyes, you can too. And even though these tools will violate people's rights, it's okay because it makes your perceived life easier in the new quote-unquote smart city. Page 44 says this, quote, Recent reports have also highlighted potential digital rights violations in Africa stemming from the rapid expansion of biometric programs that include voters registration, CCTV with facial recognition, mandatory SIM card registration, and refugee registration. As more emerging markets look toward progressing their smart city plans, the collection of sensitive data could expose society to additional peril if poorly governed and protected, end quote, page 44. Well, we know that everything the government does is poorly protected because they give it off to third parties for profit. For example, ID.me, if you don't sign up for ID.me, you can't get unemployment, you can't get, um, I think it's welfare in some states, you can't get other medical benefits from the state. But what they don't tell you is ID.me is not really run by the IRS. It's a third-party organization they funnel out to. So what protections are in place? Who has your data? Where's it going? Well, for example, with DNA data, Bill Gates ships a lot of it over to a company in China. I don't remember the name of it, but I'll try to recall it and share it in the description below. The point being is you cannot trust private corporations at all. Not only that, you can't trust the government either, as we have seen through the whole COVID experiment. So unless individuals understand what's at stake, it's game over. The window is closed, and we're now at war with those who choose to rule over us. What everybody needs to realize, you do not win a war by compliance. You win a war with resistance. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider a membership at $5 a month. You'll gain access to all past, present, and future e-reports and books, as well as member-only content. The link is in the description of the episode. If you have any questions or comments, please send me an email at walkinverse at protonmail.com. W-A-L-K-I-N-V-E-R-S-E at P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L dot com. And until next time, keep the faith, stay safe, and peace.